You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hey, Joe Iconis here. Jennifer Ashley Tepper. And this is our podcast where we talk all about my brand new album, Album. Today we're going to be talking about the song Ammonia, sung by Heidi Blickenstaff. Yeah, the first time the song has ever been properly recorded, and we have lots and lots to say about it. So give it a listen. To beat malaise, I think I'll clean. Here we are. Let's talk about Ammonia, which yeah. it's just like it's an epic opus of a song. Where do you even start with Ammonia? I don't know. I mean, it's she's very long. I, you know, I obviously I'm someone who like writes very long songs, um, and Ammonia is one of my longest. Is it the longest on the album? It's one of the three. I feel like it's, I'm doing the Broadway theaters in my head now. Of like, what's the largest? <laughs> yeah, I feel like Ammonia very well could could be the longest. I think it actually is. Yeah, yeah, we're like in like full blown eight minute yes. territory. Um, and it's the third track, so we're really going big very it is. quickly. Yeah, you know, I sort of like that it's in the first few. The first few tracks on the album, uh, just because I, you know, I think that it's it, it. If someone were to listen to the whole thing in order, it really like lets the the listener know what they're in for, which is just an overwhelming amount of music, <laughs> like just like overblown. But also, it's the kind of thing where it's like, you know, it's the sort of song that I feel like typically is like the kind of song you get like three from the end of yeah. whatever the piece of art happens to be, you know, yeah. whether it's like the 11 o'clock number or it's like, you know, like a, the sort of like surprise big song on a, like an arcade fire album or something. Um, <laughs> but it's, I, I, there's so many songs like that on this album. You know, it's like, there's so many like yeah. 11 o'clock numbers on the album that, you know, saving it just would have been like, well, there's another, you know, seven and a half minute song yes. ready to take its spot. So it felt like, let's just like kick her off. Throw it in. Yeah. Um, so Ammonia is sung by the great Heidi Blicken staff yeah. of so many things, of Title of Show, of The Little Mermaid, of Jagged Little Pill recently, mm-hmm. um, a million things that Heidi has been in. How did that start, pray tell? Well, you know, Heidi is, uh, she was sort of the, you know, one of the inspirations for the song itself. And so I, I wrote this song in 2010, and um, I wrote it, uh, you know, as, as a standalone song. It's not from any larger piece. And uh, I premiered it at the Beachman uh, in July of 2000. I remember it well. Yeah, me too. It was August, I think. Me too. Was it August? Yeah. They re- we did four shows that summer, and yeah. it was like a special guest, a different special guest at each one. Mm-hmm, Heidi was, I think, one of the August ones. Um, she was. And it was, you know, a lot of times in my life, I've, I have had a song that's sort of been in the back of my brain, and then I'll have a concert, you know, programmed. And it'll be the kind of thing where it's like, oh, man, I really would love to, like, you know, premiere the song at the concert. It's like the booking the concert then sort of, like, gives me the, like, kick in the pants to write the actual tune. And that was very much the case with Ammonia. And I had, for years, had this idea for a song that was going to be a, a person who was getting high off cleaning products uh, as they were cleaning the house, unintentionally sort of getting high as they were as they were cleaning the house. And, um, and... Uh, I had the phrase, uh, uh, oh, ammonia, the, you know, oh, oh, ammonia, how you take the pain away. Like, I had that um, in my brain and in a word doc. Uh, and it just sort of lived, and I never quite knew what the larger story was. Mm-hmm. And so at, um, at one time, when I think when I first started writing it, I was like, maybe it's like a college student, maybe it's about like a, 
you know, a college student, like, studying for an exam. It was one of those things where it was, like, I feel like it was, you know, the, 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 the when I first started, it became very much, like, I, I was, I was maybe trying to, like, be, like, okay, I have this idea of, you know, this person getting high up cleaning products, and how does it fit into sort of, like, you know, the, the musical theater standalone cabaret songs of the day, you know, <laughs> and it's, like, overworked college student, and it's, like, taking this idea of, like, oh, the overworked college student who, actually is like getting high on, on cleaning products and sort of turning on its head. But um, as soon as I got into it, it felt like, oh, this song wants to be more about um, uh, someone who has lived a little bit. I like the idea of it being a, a character who, who wasn't, you know, in their 20s, someone who was, you know, probably in their their, their 40s or, 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 you know, maybe a little younger, maybe a little older, who knows. Uh, but then I, I started really getting excited about it being a, a kind of, um, a, you know, for lack of a better word, housewife, or this idea of of um, a housewife and this 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 person who's kind of trapped in this suburban life, which is something that you know there's certainly been countless pieces of art about a person who's trapped in like their you know suburban life, and they want to get out of it. Um, but I felt like, oh, this could be a really cool way to tell to tell that that story, and. Um, so, you know, when sort of imagining who might sing a song like this, Heidi was always kind of like in the back of my brain. And so then I asked her if she wanted to be a special guest at one of these Beachman shows. And she said, uh, and she said she did. And that just felt like, oh man, this would be such, if, if I could, if I could write this song mm -hmm. in time for this show, it would be so cool to have her premiere this specific song. And so that was the thing that made me like, I got to finish it, got to finish it. And so I did. And so once I actually started writing it for real, I wrote it relatively quickly. It was one of those songs that kind of like, once I got into it, I was like, oh, I know, I know where this is going. I kind of know how this is going to end. Um, and then it ends well, it, ends, it does not end well, it does not end well. And, um, and yeah. And so Heidi was the first person to ever sing it. And she, you know, and there was no sheet music for the song. Like she came over to my apartment and, uh, and, you know, learned it from a lyric sheet and we met a few times and then she, uh, you know, performed it at the Beachman. And it's like a, a video that's like sort of taken on legendary status amongst videos of my work. Because uh, it's just such an insane performance. It's, it's a, one of the craziest things about this song and this track on the album to me is like Heidi premiered it in 2010. Yeah. And then it was like, oh my God, that was so perfect. That was so incredible. It was like, we were almost scared to touch it. Like, I don't, <laughs> I, I know Heidi was. Heidi was like, oh God, yeah. I don't know if I can ever totally recreate that again. Yeah. So um, even though it's been performed over the years by a couple other folks, including mm -hmm. Krista Rodriguez, mm -hmm. um, there's some amazing drag queen versions of Ammonia that yeah, lip sync yeah. to Heidi. Yeah. Heidi didn't actually do it again until she was recording it for the album I don't think yeah no her like 11 years later yes Heidi's <laughs> performance on on album of ammonia is the second time she has sung the song yeah yeah which is wild I know it's like it's really <laughs> surreal and you know and when she when she came in to record it um it was you know we recorded the album obviously during the the pandemic and so uh, we had this sensation over the recording sessions of of not only being excited to have people come into the studio to sing their song, but we, so in so many instances, we were, we were seeing people for the first time right. in, you know, in a year and a half or yeah. two years even. 
Uh, and Heidi, it was like that. And it was so weird to be like, oh, I haven't seen you in so long. How are you? And then she sings this song. <laughs> the last time she sang, it was 11 years ago. And it really felt, we were all just kind of like, we're in some strange time, time warp, warp situation it was so weird. here. Yeah. I also can't let this moment pass without saying the Ammonia video, the original, which is so many views and is so epic, um, gave birth to a thing that has like lived on an infamy and <laughs> iconic family, which is our collaborator and friend Lance Rubin, who's yeah. also featured on many tracks on this album, um, was in the background as Heidi was singing as mm -hmm. you know and was just kind of like like everyone was like lurking and watching and amazed by <laughs> Heidi but kind of making like a weird gremlin face almost by accident <laughs> um and so now anytime anyone lurks in the background of a video or even a performance we call it Rubening, Rubening. Um, yeah. for that video which the comments on YouTube from so many people that don't know Lance are like who's that guy in the background like <laughs> what a weird gremlin he is I kind know of thing. yeah I feel sorry like, Lance I keep calling you a gremlin it, no it's appropriate but I, yeah I feel like we really learned a thing or two about framing yes and yes. because of that that video um, yeah, but you know, I, it, it's, it's, a, it's a, it's one of those songs where I'm, I'm so proud of the song. It, it's one of, it's, it's one of my favorite things I've ever written. It really is. Uh, and it, um, and it is a song that like, it's the ultimate and the, the collaboration between, um, the song and Heidi Blickenstaff is just something that it elevates it, you know, and it's like a, I can listen to it. I can listen to her performance and I can sort of remove myself from it and, and, and feel like, oh, I'm so honored to have like any connection to that performance. You yeah. know, it's like not even that she's singing my song. It's just, it's really, um, yeah, it's really a wild thing. And, you know, I, um, I, I really, really love the, the, the woman who, who sings it, that character, you know, she doesn't, um, she doesn't have a name. It's, it's, it's just, it says, you know, the woman on the, on the, the lyric sheet for the, the, the tune. Um, and, and her, um, and her sort of resentment <laughs> is something that I, uh, I find, um, almost admirable the way she's <laughs> able to articulate it, you know, and like, and, and, and that song, I feel like I've, I've had to talk about that song a whole bunch because it's, it's one that people are, are always, you know, interested in, in hearing about because it is this, like, it's like, why would you write this, you know, this like almost 10 minute, um, you know, song that was performed once at a concert and then like barely ever again. Um, and, and, and so people are always curious about that character and the circumstances and everything. And the, the thing that I'm the most proud of in that song is that I feel like a lot of songs like that, or a lot of pieces of art, you know, like, ammonia where it's sort of this person who's who's trapped in this situation and that they don't want to be in and they they go through this you know this crazy experience and and then they usually at the end they're supposed to like learn something about themselves and then you know change their behavior like that's supposed to be like a, oh they you know they've had this epiphany um and we know it's an epiphany uh, because like the music changes and then there's a big chorus and then at the end of the chorus it's like they're gonna they're gonna you know march on and they're they're not gonna you know they're not gonna do drugs anymore or they're you know right. or they're gonna like they're gonna start loving their children again or um and I really love that in ammonia it's um she she has that moment of of realization and then she like doubles down on what she's doing you know and she and, it, and that is kind of like the triumph where and she it's and, and for her it, it does feel like a triumph you know mm -hmm. because I think she is she's addicted to this this you know it's it's less I think that she's addicted to you know literally the you know the getting high off of the fumes and I think it's like who's to say if she even is actually getting high or if she's just using it as an excuse to 
you know, be unbridled and, and go insane every single day for, you know, for a few hours. Um, but I, you know, she, she, she knows that it's a temporary fix. And I, I, I really like that the character says that, that she says, you know, it, it's, it's only, you know, it's not genuine elation. Um, it, you know, it's temporary. She knows it's temporary. And, and in spite of that, or because of that, she's like, it's temporary. It's not a real fix. And I want it. I want the fix. And I'm not putting it away. I'm not a character who changes. changes. I don't want it. And I want to keep doing this. And I'm going to keep doing it. And it's the only thing that brings me joy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it's like, and I love that, like, you know, when she's talking about her, her, her daughter, that it's the sense of, like, I want my, I, the le- <laughs> you know, it's like the lessons that, that she wants to teach her daughter. Like, the lesson isn't, like, you know, um, uh, follow your heart or you know, any of that. It's just like, it's, it's like a look at me, look at what I am. This is because I compromise, don't compromise. Yeah. You know, like that's the only lesson that she wants to impart in the song. Um, and, I, and I think all of that stuff is, is stuff that was kind of like floating around in my head in the, at the time. And I, I just, I, I like the way it, it found its way into this, mm-hmm. this you know, this strange suburban tune. I never thought of this until what you just said, but I feel like in 20 years, you're going to pull out a song for the daughter, like the grown mm-hmm, daughter, mm-hmm. the sister song for Ammonia. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It is. No, it is a song that turns a lot of tropes on its head, which I think is something a lot of people respond to in it. Um, so excited for more people to hear it. It's still strange for me to listen to the track, though, and not hear the laughter that I'm used to from the YouTube video. Like, I'm know, so right? used to yeah. <laughs> Very grateful to have a real recording studio version. Yeah. The one, you know, the one, the one thing like that from that YouTube video that I always think of, it's the, it's the very end. Um, and when she sings, like, the, the last line, I think, it's, it, I think it's Jason Williams who goes, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's so. like a very genuine... You know, like Reaction. shout of approval. Yeah. 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 I was like, I, I hear that in uh, in the back of my brain when I listen to the track. But, you know, something else that I think is cool about the track is that, you know, obviously this this one recording of Ammonia that people, that people um, you know, know if they know the song. And as you said, it, I mean, it, literally, it's only, it's really only, it's Chris Rodriguez and, and Lorinda Lissitz, I think, are the only oh, other Lorinda, two people yes. who, like, literally ever sang the song. Um, but... Uh, you know this this that original version of it. It's just piano. It's right. like straight up, you know, piano only. And so for this recording, it was like let's do something that is you know the opposite of that. Let's let the song itself sort of dictate the sonic world that we want to be in. And um, and you know Charlie Rosen, my my frequent uh, collaborator, he you know did this orchestration that is so. Enormous. It's like as big as anything on the album, um, you know, just from like number of players, like there's a full string section and a full horn section and a full rock band and many other, you know, clicks and whistles and assorted mm-hmm. nonsense. Um, but I, I love that, that the huge, that the, the hugeness of the, of the, the vocal performance is matched by the hugeness and the sweep of the, the orchestration. Totally. You know? And for people who are listening to their album in order, this is the first time that they hear those big string and horn sections, mm-hmm. um, you know, which you get to hear throughout the album and not always at these concerts in person. Yeah. Uh, just huge sound. Just, yeah, humongous. And it's like, and it's, and I, you know, I'd like to think that it's um, the, you know, I think that it, I'd, I'd like to think that it's, um, it's t- tastefully distasteful some of the hugeness of the choices you know but it's like we really it was just we with, with any of the the songs in the album you know we 
we didn't want to hold back. You know, it wasn't about, I think in early discussions, we were like, should we try to make the sound uniform from, mm-hmm. from track to track? How important is it for there to be a, a cohesion to the, the literal sounds of all of these different recordings? And it, it just, you know, we sort of arrived at, these songs are so different. The musical styles are so eclectic. You know, when I, when I write shows, the shows sound like themselves. Right. And when I write songs, the songs sound like themselves. And, and we just were like, let's just see what happens if we kind of let the songs tell us how, how they want themselves to sound. Yeah. Um, and that's what we did. And, and I think because of that, there is like a weird cohesion, you know, and it's like the fact that, yeah, like Ammonia is the third song on the album and it's the first time you're hearing these massive, you know, sections. Um, but it's, there are just so many like, you know, peaks and valleys on the album, like the songs, both the, the, you know, the content and the style and all that it's, it's, you know, there's like high highs and low lows. Um, it really is sort of like a manic <laughs> album in that way. It it feels like once you get to the end of it, it all kind of hangs together. You know, it yeah. all. I, I hope it all. Um, it all. I think makes sense. Yeah, I do continue thing. to have a fever dream that Lauren Marcus performed it. Like it's in my dream though. Like she never has done ammonia. It's Lauren Marcus has never sung ammonia. It's because, ever. and this is like always fascinating me. But when we were doing the Jonathan Larson project, and we discovered hosing the furniture, mm-hmm. which you had never heard before. No we discovered that that was very much a sister song to Ammonia. And of course that's Lauren's song. So for me, I just keep picturing her singing it on a stage. And I'm like, <laughs> I imagined this because of Closing yeah. Furniture. No, you truly, you, you did. You imagined it. Lauren, you better sing Ammonia soon. That's, that's my she- message to Lauren. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like seeing her sing it, you know, around the house. Sure. Well, and she's I've, cleaning, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. No, but what's so wild is that it is, it is such a, it's, it's a, Ammonia is so, I feel like spiritually, you know, connected to hosing the furniture, but I had never he- heard yeah, hosing the furniture that. before I wrote Ammonia. <laughs> and it was so, it, like the first time I, ho- I heard hosing the furniture truly was like, oh my God, like it was, it was shocking. You were communing with Jonathan Larson. Truly. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah which okay. I, which I love. Yeah. Ammonia. Ammonia. Hey. Thanks so much for listening or watching to my podcast. Uh, Do me a favor and go to wherever you just listen to or watch this thing and subscribe or like or give us a great rating or review and then head to bpn.fm slash album to find out even more information about this podcast, more ways to watch, more ways to listen and check out my album, Album. Thanks so much for hanging out. Album Podcast is executive produced by Liz Armstrong. Produced by Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Kim Garris, and the rest of the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Be sure to visit bpn.fm album for both audio and video versions of this podcast and to listen to album. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.